0: One, two, a one, two, three, game on! Game on! It's game time! Excellent! Game on! Game on! It's game time! Excellent!
1: Is this, is this actually happening right now? I I think so. It's I think this, very, it's this very is very early in
2: the morning, but I'm pretty excited. It's. Wh-
1: I I tell you, Dan, I would get up at four o'clock in the afternoon for this, man. <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. Uh, Me too. Welcome to the Game podcast. My name is Pete. My name is Dan the Internet. And for the next hour or so, we're going to bang on about gaming because we bloody love gaming, Dan. And
2: Pete, what else do we bloody love? Bloody gaming. Bloody gaming.
1: Uh, hey, really, really, really quick. Top three things that gamers need to hear this week. Dan, really quick, uh, we managed to get (laughs) Xbox's own Major Nelson, the man, the myth, the legend. That's number one. Number two, we're speaking to him in episode 100. Yeah. Number three, it's episode 100. (laughs) It's episode 100. So please let me welcome the great man himself, the director of programming for Xbox Live. Larry Herb, a.k.a. Major Nelson. Welcome to the Game on Australia podcast.
3: Hello there. Well, thank you for having me. Is this really happening, Dan and Pete? Is this really happening? Dana-Pete? Is this really happening? <laughs> this really happening? <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You
1: tell us. Is this really happening? This is incredible. Um, wow. I mean, we, we were uh, so excited. We, we asked the questions. We put it out there to the universe. And the universe has clearly come back and said, yeah. yep, we're going to bring you the best. Um, we cannot thank you enough for giving us your time today for episode 100, Badger Nelson.
3: Well, I can't thank you enough. But first of all, congratulations on the centennial masterpiece, 100 wow. shows. Thank you. Uh, I, are there are there any unreleased shows? The you know the lost shows that are going to be releases? I really want to listen to that. But I uh, I want to say I'm very excited to join you guys and thank you for staying up so late. I know it's uh, I know the time zone's are a little rough, but thank you.
1: <laughs> it's uh, look, we're both married men um, with young families, and and at five past one in the morning is a great excuse to get midnight Maccas runs, which we don't get to do much anymore. So you know, this is thank you. This is great. Hey, um, here, here. Look, uh, Larry, we wanted to take an opportunity to to, and this was while we were doing our research uh, uh, into you and and what you do and where you've come from, um, it blew us away that uh, that you're a former programmer and Radio Jock with the company that's now iHeartMedia before you actually came across to, to Xbox. How does how does a guy go from radio to being virtually at the top of the game when it comes to the gaming industry?
3: Well, I'll tell you, um, first of all, yeah, you did your research. Um, I, I started in a radio after I graduated university. And I loved radio because back in that, back in the, those days, it was before all this conglomeration and iHeartRadio Radio owned everybody, et cetera, et cetera. And um, it was a great. It was one for a mom and pop company, and then they bought another station. And I just worked my way up. I did everything. I was an intern. I was a morning show producer. So you talked about getting up at. You know, one yeah. o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, in the morning. I did that. Yeah. I was. I did morning show producer stuff. I looked at your studio. I saw your video put out. What a gorgeous studio you have! Thank
1: wow. you, thank you very much. Uh, We're very proud of it. It's, uh, it's yes, it's ours, and we love it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, uh, but I start, I start, I was working in radio for many years, and uh, about 1995, uh, I was playing around with this new thing called streaming. And I went to my engineers and I said, "Hey, I've got this PC." This, uh, this 186 or 286 PC, I think if I download this real software, we can put the stream on the Internet. Everyone's like, what does that mean? Nobody knew what that meant. <laughs> so uh, I started experimenting with that, and we were one of the very first stations, series of stations, in the in the United States to be streaming. And so we did that for a few years, and then there was consolidation, and then Microsoft came me and they said, hey, uh, we see you're doing some stuff in radio and, you know, streaming. Do you want to come join us? We're going to start a streaming service. So I said, okay. So I moved my wife and my family out to Seattle. We were living in uh, the East Coast right outside New York City. And I worked on that for their streaming product for a few years. And and the next hallway over in our office, there were some guys working on some cool stuff. And girls, there were some folks working on some cool stuff. And I wandered over one day, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're like, well, we're building a game console. And this was before the Xbox really launched. And I was like, oh, really? So I started talking to them and all of a sudden it just took off. And then I moved over to the Xbox in 2003 and the rest kind of is history.
1: That is incredible. It, it's and it's so funny that you say, you know, it, it's sort of like, a, I don't know, like you wandered over there and you'd said, what are you doing? And then one thing led to another. And um, the the thing that blows my mind about this particular story is that, I mean, streaming back in nineteen ninety five. Would, as far as I remember, yeah. wasn't even a word. It wasn't even a conception that this was going to happen, and yet you look at at what it is today, and it it makes the world go round.
3: Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting moment because we had to get a special circuit installed. That's what they called them in those days. It was a T one, which is you know back then was ridiculously fast, but nowadays it isn't. And we had to spend money to get that. I had to get that sponsored, which is a whole other conversation. I'm sure you guys understand that.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm. so I
3: started just experimenting with it, and I was I was so excited when, you know, cause you, could, you didn't have a mobile device to do it, and you had to sit in front of your computer. There were a lot of hoops you had to jump through to actually do this. And, in fact, one of our very first big broadcasts was our Halloween broadcast. Boy, I'm just I'm, coming up on the... 1, like 23rd anniversary of that. Yeah. Uh, that was really a, a moment in, in for me, and I'll never forget it, where we were just in this back room with all this gear and we, we were streaming across the Internet. It was just extraordinary.
2: I, I can imagine the adrenaline run when that happened. It's almost like a. Um, oh,
3: oh, without a doubt. I mean, because you you didn't even know if if anybody was going to listen, did they understand what it was? Yeah. And somebody, you know, somebody was listening and sent 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 a note or came down and said, "I heard it on the internet." I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that's big." So you're right. Back then, that so it good. was not a, it was a big deal. Today, it would be like, "Yeah, whatever." I can do it my phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. So you know, you've wandered next door. Um, asked these guys what are you working on. They said we we're working on a gaming console. Um, this seems interesting. Yep. Were, were you a, a gamer before you really got heavily into working for Xbox?
3: I'll tell you, um, I was, and when I, I didn't think about it, but when I look back, I'm like, yeah, I actually was. I mean, I remember in high school pleading my my math teacher because he had the keys to the computer lab. I said, could you just come in early? I'll buy you coffee and <laughs> open it up because well, at that point, you know, people couldn't afford their people couldn't afford their own computer so we had a computer lab and of course the school had some so I bought uh, him coffee and he would open it up and sit there and read the morning paper while I was just trying to figure out what is this thing what do you mean 10 20 30 basic understanding programming uh. and then I started playing these games this game called Star Raiders which is on the old Atari system and I was like I was obsessed with this it was it was unbelievable uh, you know back back now it looks ridiculous but it, my, my mind was just going crazy uh, so I started doing that and then I started being this nerd who would download games from the internet using this modem because i saved up all my money for my summer job. Mom, get off the phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So, yes, my so way here. I started here. doing all of these things, and I would go down to the computer store because there was no way, if you were stuck in a game like Zork or any of the Infocom text games, you, you, there wasn't anywhere to go. There was no internet, there was no chat board, there was no Twitter you kind of had to wander down to your local computer store and hang out and hope somebody knew the game and could talk about it yeah. so in retrospect. Yeah. I guess I really enjoyed, I knew that this type of, of gaming and I, I, it's entertainment, this type of entertainment was going to be huge. And sure enough, that's where we are.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's right. you yeah. look at, you know, the streaming services and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's incredible. And, and what a time to be alive. I mean, Look, Dan and I have, um, have spoken about this a little bit earlier on the podcast uh, this year, um, throwing around whether or not, you know, this is the year that is the, the golden age of gaming or are we in a golden age of gaming right now? Because, you know, everything is available yeah. to you. You know, we've, got, we've finally got half-decent high-speed internet here in Australia. And actually, just quickly on that, I want to ask you, what's, what's the average speed of internet that you get where you are in the U.S.?
3: Well, it's interesting you say that because um, I, I, they just deployed a new gigabit system in my area, so I'm getting about one gigabit down and about a little bit less than a half a gigabit up. <laughs> so I, I've got a pretty fat pipe in my house, um, and it's it's so I, I know that I'm I'm not the normal. I totally understand that. Can
2: we can we move in? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sure, if you want to take care of that
2: baby, yeah, yeah. A baby. Love that. small
1: price to pay. Small price. Yeah, small to price to pay. We are we are uh, experienced dads, mate, so we can sort that out. Not a problem. Because look, you and and this might yeah. blow your mind, or you may very well know this. Um, here in Australia, we're we're lucky to reach speeds of fifty megabits per second for download streams here. Yeah, I was.
3: Uh, it's funny because I saw you know you guys you guys are based in Perth, correct?
1: That's correct. Oh, yeah.
3: And I I was, you know, because I know I've never been to Perth. I've been to Sydney a few times and Nubbitt a few times. But I've always wanted to go to Perth. And when I was showing my wife, she's like, what are you doing? So I said, I'm doing this radio interview. She says, where are they from? I said, Perth. And she says, isn't that? And she kind of stuttered. She says, isn't that in the middle of nowhere? And I said, well, (laughs) it kind of is. But, you know, I'm sure it's going to be fun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that is very true. Can you tell us... Can you take us back to... Because um, you had a, a fair bit to do with, from what we've read and everything, um, the the different Xbox consoles along the way. Um, how did that conversation yeah. come up that um, you finally got a chance to become involved in what we now know as the Xbox 360? What was that moment like?
3: Uh, it, was, it was a moment that I... I... It's one of those moments where you're in the middle of it and you don't realize how special it is. We were a small team um, in a, in a uh, office building way off main campus at Microsoft, we were next door to a gravel pit. True story. Mm-hmm. And we would, we would work away. And we were, I remember we were talking about, hey, we want to do this thing and how about this, this concept of this guide that overlaid games. And we want to do all of these things, and we're going to always have—we're going to have this thing called achievements. We came up with the idea for achievements, or we want to do things like, hey, we want to have party chat or always-on game chat, things like that. Which nowadays, again, is like, of course, it's like running water. Of course, why wouldn't you have Mm, that? But back then, when they were presenting it, it was like, wow, this is huge. So when I look back, it was a really small, tight, knit team of really incredible, incredibly smart people that were just passionate gamers. Honest, we built it for ourselves when we built the Xbox 360
2: and we built Xbox Live. It was like, This is what we wanted, this is why yeah. we built it. We have fun with it. We're like, This is what we want. So that's where that's kind of what happened. It's it's because I'll say to Pete, uh, uh, Larry, um, I've had stages of gaming and I'm I, I think I'm fortunate enough because I'm 45 years old. I, I grew up with the Atari 2600, like you just said, and then I w- went through the Commodore 64 and the Amiga 500, and I had a bit of a gap. And then I got the nintendo sixty four they had another bit of a gap, and then my foray back into my recent twelve year stretch of gaming is the xbox three sixty so this is like a religious experience to me yeah. kind sir i 'm not worthy <laughs> but um what well,
3: a, well you're, you're very kind
2: <laughs> what i love what I love about the xbox three sixty and and the one is that if it feels like the vision and like you said, not just smart people but also very creative people to think about this is not just a gaming platform or a gaming console, but also a, a multimedia monster, this thing is, you know? It always has been since the 360.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I remember when I had a meeting about, uh, it was, boy, it had to be 2006 or seven after the 360 launch. Yep. And we were meeting with uh, this new team that was going to be spun up to work on digital media. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Oh like, well, we're going to bring this thing called Netflix to the console. Netflix. What's that?
0: Yeah.
3: Um, So, I mean, I remember them building up this store, and and all of a sudden we got a digital release. We got one. And then we had a movie. And then we had another movie. And all of a sudden it was that moment where the the, the, the dam hadn't quite burst yet. It was kind of trickling in.
0: But the
3: dam burst about 2009, 2010, where just the uh, streaming streaming video services and and audio services were now the de rigueur. They were the thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, When you were developing the Xbox 360, Was it a case of, okay, we released the console, now let's get cracking on the next one? Or is there a bit of breathing space? Or are you even, you know, do you even have teams that are working on the next generation console as you're working on the one that you currently are?
3: Well, I will say this, is that when we launched the Xbox 360 in 2005, um... We were focused on, again, as I said earlier, just creating a, a world-class gaming platform. We wanted to sell 100 million units in 10 years, which, I'm, which we accomplished for all intents and purposes. And we didn't, it's not like we said, okay, that one shipped. Let's go work on the next one. We <laughs> kind of had this, you know, kinda, imagine, if you will, this to-do list. Like, hey, if we were to build another console, wouldn't it be nice if we did X or Y or Z? So we kind of had this, this list over here on the side that we would add, and certain things were able to make it, and certain things weren't. But it's not. We didn't instantly go in to start planning it. That 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 started many years later.
1: Um, one thing that I noticed listening to your podcast, which by the way is a is a fantastic podcast. One of uh, one thing that I really genuinely enjoy about it is just how easy it is to listen to. And I I guess those that conversational sort of experience and that camaraderie that you have with your co-host is you know born of that that radio experience that you had um years previous and it's it's it is it's a delightful podcast to listen to but one thing that i did notice that you guys talk a lot about is the games that you're playing and i see you are on everything and you are everywhere and you are flying here and you are hosting this and you are working on this how do you get a chance to play games
3: um, I will tell you this and gentlemen I think you'll appreciate it. I have an incredibly incredibly understanding wife <laughs> <laughs> she, lucky, she, understands that, she understands that this is work um, I mean it is work but it's also play. and I am I every single day I wake up I, I realize how lucky I am to be doing something that is a hobby and a profession uh, but the reality is I find those moments where I can kind of jump in and and go through a game. And I like to I like to sample as many games as possible, you know, indie games all the way up to AAA games. And I I actually have a group of people that are good for specific games. I have a couple of people that are good for RPGs or first-person shooters. So what I'll do is I'm like, okay, we've got a new first-person shooter out. I'll jump in with them, and I'll have them essentially educate me so I can understand what they're doing. So it's kind of this bizarre network of of subject matter experts that I lean on, and I can jump in and quickly get up to speed on a game and understand it. That's yeah. great. That is awesome.
2: And, and I've got to ask too: Do you find have you found that working in something you love has it? Um, have there been times you've gone, "Oh, I really just can't be," you know, bothered gaming tonight? I, I, I'd say to Pete before before because we, we we essentially I, when I looked at what you've done in your life, it's like, oh my god, it's like this is who I want to be. Because <laughs> I, I, we we've both started in radio. Yeah we both started on radio but because we both loved radio and we, that's how we Pete and I met each other and started this thing out of working in yeah. radio. However, radio has sort of killed my love of music a little bit because there's certain bands and artists that we play a lot of in the commercial side of our radio station that I just think, if I don't hear that song again, it won't be too soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and I wonder whether, I, I'd love to go and work in gaming full time, but I wonder whether my love of gaming would, would, yeah. would um, suffer as a result. Is that the case or?
3: Well, I'll tell you this. It's easy to say that about radio because that happened to me as well. I I can't, there's like, I I have arguably, because some of the stations I ran when I was in radio were hit music stations, you know, back in the 90s. So I have, my my friends say I have the worst taste in music because if it doesn't have a beat, I can't even listen to it. But anyway, (laughs) um, regarding gaming. Regarding gaming, it, it is something where you know sometimes I'm like, you know what? I really don't feel like I can play a game. So I want to spend some time with my wife or yeah. my daughter, both, yeah. which is every day. But you know, there is there is a little bit of like, okay, I've kind of seen this game before. What's what's new about it? But what excites me is the creativity yeah. in the development space and the community and what they're doing. I mean, it is it just keeps it surprises me every day. Like you know, the fact that. There's still a new game that can like make you go, oh wow! Like you can feel. I don't know about you, but in the United States here, we are two weeks away from Red Dead Redemption. Oh man, oh, yes. man.
1: yeah, that is that is all that is being spoken about here in Australia. Everybody, it, right. like our entire game on Oz community, everyone, all they can talk about is hurry up, Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah,
3: yeah. So I mean, you do you do you do have these moments where you get. I, I'm. I mean, this is it's kind of, it's kind of this interesting thing because I'll never forget I, was, I believe it was Halo 3. Maybe it was Halo 2. I was down at, uh, at that point, Bungie was developing the, um, the series and I was down there at their offices for a meeting and I remember going to do a conference and I was waiting for the meeting to start. I looked up on the whiteboard and I was like, what am I looking at? And I realized It was the story flow, and I had essentially spoiled the entire story for myself. And I was so upset with myself. I was was like, I was like, damn it! And so I went (laughs) and I sat on the other side of the conference room, so I had my back to that because I didn't want to look at it anymore. Because I still get excited about storytellers, great storytellers, and great, great developers telling me a great story. Yeah. The, the, The only
2: way that story could have been a little bit better if you had the music for Halo, the opening of you know playing in the background. That would, that would have been absolutely this music. Well, this, this music.
3: I, I can say I believe I believe Marty O'Donnell was down the hallway, kind of tweaking this soundtrack. So it's not far from actually happening.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. That's awesome. <laughs> now, um, look, you you being across all of the, the the platforms that you have, the the numbers that uh, of people that come to watch you do your thing and and listen to your podcast and so on and so yeah. forth. You you must get sent that much stuff that you you almost need a, a spare house for it. Is is that the case? And if it is, what's one of the coolest things that you've ever been sent by a company?
3: Um, I'll tell you that they do like to send a lot of things over there, but what I tend to do is I, I, I know I'm in a in a gifted position, so I'll turn around and I like to give these things away.
0: Oh, okay. um
3: So I'll do contests and whatnot because I know that I'm in a rare position. There are a few items that I do keep... Um, you know, you know certainly a signed when I got out was a specific game that um, was signed by the entire developer studio, um, or even, to be honest with you, it's those moments where I'm lucky enough and they include me in the game credit. That, to me, is, is very special. Yeah. It's somebody that I would be able to, just even, even a small part, be able to contribute to a game. As far as objects are concerned, there's very few objects that... I hold on to because they're just ephemeral. I like to give them away. Yeah. Uh, but one that I'm most proud of is actually uh, we the Xbox service won an Emmy award, a United States Emmy award. Oh wow! So I am very proud of that. So so I've got one of those. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm blessed for that.
1: That's okay. unreal. Where where is that right now? Is that sitting on a on a mantle? Is that on the fireplace? Where is it?
3: Well, it depends if you ask. Like so a lot of people in LA, like to keep them on the toilet.
1: <laughs> that's what I've heard, or keep them as doorstops or something uh, like that I believe, as well. I believe it's on a
3: bookshelf. believe it's, it's on a, book she- a bookshelf right now. It wouldn't be. It's not. It's not in the water closet. <laughs> I, I,
2: I'm not sure if you've heard this saying, uh, uh, Larry, but here in Australia we have a place called the pool room, and it's like where you put all the good stuff in the house. It goes to the pool room, and the saying is that's going straight to the pool room. Yeah, and it. we could imagine that'd be being in
3: the I, pool. I, room. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. I will henceforth
1: do that. Thank you. <laughs> Unreal. Hey, um, Larry, just a, a couple of more questions, but before we let you go, and and again, thank yeah. you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Um, one conversation that Dan and I have quite often is is you know what is what what year really um set a mark in terms of the golden age of gaming? I mean this this year twenty eighteen, um, the year kicked off with a whole heap of major titles. It's finishing off with a whole heap of major titles, but you know, you think back to other years and other decades, 1996, 97, for example, is one for me that, that sings out to me because it was, it was Nintendo 64 and Super Mario and, and 3D gaming came to the, the home yep. console, so on and so forth. For you, what, what really was the, the golden era of gaming?
3: You know, that is an excellent question. That's one that I think about all the time because I, I divide it up into chapters, like you talked about the 3D era. And then 2005, we kicked off the HD era. Um, and then, you know, there's moments. I, I, there's something, you, you, you started the conversation here a few minutes ago talking about the Xbox 360. So that will always be a special console and a special moment for me. Mm-hmm. Remember standing there uh, in 2005 in a desert when we launched the console in the United States. And having all those moments of working with Peter Moore and Jay Allard and some of these people that, that have made such a lasting impression on me. Um, so to me, it's for a different reason that the golden aging of gaming was was, it was you know probably 2005 to, to, to 2013. Because um, I had such personal investment there. Certainly, I've, I have a lot to do with Xbox One and all of what we've done there and the world's most powerful console with Xbox One X. But to me, because you know this chapter this this generation isn't over yet, it's far from over, yeah, and so for me, the three sixty is a very specific beginning and a very specific end so it's it's a tidy package um, so i mean I I, I I just feel so warm and fuzzy about that um, that 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 has to be my answer,
1: yeah. Um, what do you think gaming looks like in twenty years? Because we, we, you know, every single time we think to ourselves, "All right, we've we seem to be hitting a ceiling here." Um, you guys and and the other console developers and and platforms out there managed to to come out with something brand new and, and managed to do it again and take it to another level. Where where are we in twenty years? Do you yeah. think?
3: Well, I don't. I don't really want to say anything too much because I don't want to think people say they're confirming anything in the future. But you <laughs> did see Phil. And the team recently, a couple of weeks ago, talk about our X Cloud initiative, which is basically streaming games over the internet. Um, and that, to me, I've seen, I played with it, I've seen it in the lab, I've really enjoyed it. So I mean, that's certainly one component of it. Um, but what I want to see over the next many years is is gaming being more prolific. And I think we're going to see that because my daughter, your kids, are going to be growing up naturally uh, being part of this connected generation. They are they are digital made it. Yes. I mean, when they grow up, they grew up with the internet and always being connected. You and I and maybe some of your listeners, we're digital immigrants. We mm. remember what it was like before the internet, right? Mm. And all yeah. of a sudden, we had to you know, figure out what this new thing is. Yeah. So, so I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a, a proliferation of gaming and it's just going to get larger and larger because this audience has grown up with it. We see Minecraft and Fortnite and all these other things. Yeah. I love Minecraft because it's such a lovely teaching tool. But we're going to start seeing these, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the, the gaming. Just, it, it, it's already everywhere, but it's going to go places you couldn't even imagine now. Oh,
1: take me there. Bring it on. <laughs> and, uh, and finally, Larry Herb, Major Nelson, what is your favorite part yeah. of the chicken?
3: Uh, my favorite part of the chicken are the teeny little chicken wings. Oh yes. Yes. yeah, 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 yeah! No, and I can understand that. Yeah, I tell you, there's that, a pl- with nice with a little nice barbecue sauce on it, and a little hot sauce with some celery and blue cheese. <clears throat> oh, that's the way you have chicken! And yeah. I
2: tell you, you, you you've now I went to America this year and I played at a, a, a place called Top Golf, which is like a golfing driving range with computerized golf balls that track your golf ball where they're going. They serve the best chicken wings with blue cheese sauce and celery. Oh, they, you man. Just, man, I'm there
1: with <laughs> blue cheese sauce. Absolutely, <laughs> that's right.
3: Uh, well, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking. I grew up in I went to school in Upstate New York where the chicken wings were born. So I have had some of the most extraordinary chicken wings. Uh, so that, my friends is my
1: you have lived the life. Yes. you have lived <laughs> the life, of Seth, far out. I, you know what? I I don't even know how to how to round this conversation out because um uh, I am without words uh, in terms of trying to express to you how much we appreciate your time. So um, Larry Herb, Major Nelson. Thank you so much, not just uh, from us, but on behalf of the, the Game on Australia community, who, when we told them that we managed to get an interview with you, lost their absolute minds. Mm. Uh, thank you for giving us your time today. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you for all the great work that you've done in something that is uh, that we just absolutely love.
3: Well, I've got to tell you guys are so... Um, you, you guys are very kind, and I, I love the audience down there in Australia. Uh, every time I come there, it is... It is a delight, so I am so honoured, and I'm i am look at it this way. I, I would love to come on your show again, maybe before the 200th or 500th, but uh, consider me consider me a special guest, so let's do it again. Yes! If you think. Oh. Seriously, thank you for having me on the show, and congratu- congratulations on number 100.
1: Oh, thank, thank you. you. And uh, when you do come to Australia, come to Perth, because we'll get you in the studio, and I know you like an espresso, and I'm an Italian, and my mum makes an absolute ripper. So, uh, mate, <laughs> we'll we we'll get them to you.
3: Ah. Uh, after that long flight
1: sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Major Nelson, all the best mate. Thank you so much for appearing on the game on Australia podcast.
3: Well, I am, Well, you're very kind and I am very aware of what you guys do and the success you've had and when the when the request came in I said absolutely. I yes. I would be honored to be part of the part of what you guys do and to help support the effort because I want to I want to get the word out about gaming to everybody that I can. Just keep – I'll just say this. Just keep up the great work that you guys are doing with the podcast. It is it is phenomenal. Thank you.
1: Larry Herb there, the one and only Major Nelson. One o'clock in the morning we came in to record that, and I'll tell you what, we'd do it all over again anytime. Absolutely spectacular. Hey, it's Pete here. Uh, look – we, um, we decided that uh, we'll almost spoil this episode if we bang on about gaming anymore. This is about as good an episode 100 as I, I think we'd ever be able to pull together with that absolute legend. So we're going to leave it there. But before we do go, there is a few more things that we need to say to mark this special moment in the history of the Game On Oz podcast. And we can do that with one simple word. Thank you. Thank you to our partners, uh, whether you're a sponsor, a publisher, or a developer who at some point over the last couple of years have given you time or your support by appearing on this potty for a chat or giving in some other way. Thank you. Uh, Thank you to our contributors who genuinely believe in what we're doing enough to give their time so willingly and their support. They do it without receiving anything. They don't get paid for it uh, other than the joy of watching this community grow. And finally, and most importantly, thank you to the fans. Uh, The audience, the gamers, you listening right now. A couple of years ago, we jumped into a studio to throw together an hour of chat about gaming because we bloody love it as much as you do. And here we are, the biggest gaming podcast in the country, and it doesn't happen without you going to the trouble. Every week of downloading, streaming, or listening to us in some way, bang on about bloody gaming every week. Your support means the absolute world to us, and we hope that at the very least, we're paying it back in kind with a great place for you to come and hang out, a great community to find like-minded players who are so warm and welcoming of each other, no matter what platform you play on. That's the real cross-console, by the way. And to be entertained. Uh, that's, that's all we ask. So, thank you. And we'll catch you in episode 101 as we stream towards 200. Let's get this journey started. Uh, have a great weekend in gaming. And as we always say, don't forget to save.